All right, let's do this. Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Construction. Check them out, cavensconstruction.com. Oh boy, what an episode we have today. Who's excited? I'm excited because this weekend, it was a reminder. It was a reminder to everyone who still runs college softball. A message was sent in Cathedral uh, City this weekend. And hey, loud and clear, Sooners. We hear you. You're still the number one team. You're still the dominant program that's out there. Sure, maybe you weren't yourself to start the season, but OU just showed over five games this weekend what and who they really are. And I don't think any OU fans necessarily needed a reminder of who still runs things, who's still the best team in the sport, but everyone else across college softball, they got a nice little reminder. Today was a, hey, you, you thought the gap was significantly closing? <laughs> Not so much. This team is is still the best program out there. And hey, and if you listen to Friday's episode, this is exactly what I was talking about. And sure, the UCLA game was always going to be the barometer for OU in the Mary Nutter Classic. You know, what happened on Sunday afternoon against the Bruins, against the number one team, was going to be our overwhelming takeaway of things. But I said it last week, it was more. It was about more than just one game. Yeah, you wanted to beat UCLA, but you wanted to see this team look consistent from game one to game five, and that's exactly what they did. From the opening game against Cal State Fullerton to the A&M game to Utah, Loyola Marymount, and then the number one UCLA Bruins, this team was dialed in all weekend long. From the first inning, from the first pitch, we saw consistently over five games what this team is. And wow, how fun it is when this team is dialed in like that. It's what we're used to seeing with this program, you know? And when you're used to seeing that, you get a little bit spoiled because we've seen it now for several years. You expect everything to be perfect all the time. That's not reality. And it wasn't perfect all the time for the first two weeks. But... That final performance this weekend, I, I think this weekend is what gets this team right. And I'm not saying that they need to peak in February or even early March. We know when Patty Gasso teams peak, but they needed to play cleaner, more consistent softball. And they did that in like the biggest regular season tournament of the year. So if we're waiting for this team to get right, I think this weekend just got this team right. Just, just amazing, you know? And like Just like Friday's episode, again, going back to that, I hope you listen to it, I know what the major storyline is. Like I can sing the praises all day of loving what they did all weekend long, and I love what they did all weekend long, but of course, it's, it's what happened on Sunday. And it's not just the fact that OU beat UCLA, but it's the fact that it was a dominant run rule win over a program like UCLA, 14-0 in five innings. I'll be honest, I was really interested to see what would happen today against a UCLA team that I and you and everyone really respects. A UCLA team that I picked to make it to the championship series before the season started. And by the way, I'm not changing that. Like Today doesn't change my opinion at all about what UCLA is. It didn't look good for them. I didn't expect a 14-0 win. My opinion on UCLA doesn't change. I still expect Sooners and the Bruins to be in the championship series. But I was intrigued going into today to see, okay, UCLA's really good, huge test for OU. How much has the gap closed? Guess what, guys? Turns out the gap hasn't closed. And I don't know if I want to go as far to say that the gap looks wider 
right now at this given minute than it did last year. But today, today proved like who who the best program still is, who still runs the sport. Like OU just dealt UCLA a, a loss that is going to send a message to everyone. It doesn't matter if you've been paying attention to this sport for 15 years or 15 days. You understand what UCLA is. Teams don't beat UCLA like this. UCLA doesn't even lose that many games throughout the regular season, and they sure don't get beat 14 to nothing in five innings in their own state. Like, that's the overall takeaway, at least from today, is the message that this sends. This is still the best team. And when this team is dialed in, you ain't touching OU. There was nothing fluky about that game today against UCLA. Like, from the second inning, OU imposed their will and left absolutely no doubt. We were going to the bottom of the second inning, and you all thought it like, this game's over, man. This game's over. 6 nothing going into the bottom of the second inning? Are you kidding me? I don't think I can be more impressed with what happened on Sunday. Like, that right there, that, what we saw, that's an elite program. That's a program that's seen it before. That's a program that's played in big games. Number one versus number two in their home state. Who cares? We'll go dominate them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if there's a UCLA low. It doesn't matter if they're blue blood. Who cares? To go dominate like that, I just, it was beautiful. <laughs> that's that's what it was. I mean, it was beautiful. Am I right? So, okay. So look, and, and, and I know that I always have to bring it back to this. Today didn't clinch a national championship. It didn't. It's early. It's early in a long season, but OU's the best team, guys. Today made that clear. And if this team takes care of business the rest of the way, hot take, I think they'll win another national championship. Because again, like what I saw today, talent-wise, focus-wise, just overall beating a team like that, they're the, they're the, best, they're the best team. I, I mean, I'm just so jacked up right now. How can you not be? It was incredible, man. I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't expect that. Maybe you did, and shame on me, I guess. But I, I didn't see that coming. Fourteen nothing. Um, but that's what this team is capable of, and that's what this team can do against other elite teams. By the way, I can't start uh, laughing at a particular tweet that we that I saw during the game. It's from uh, Mark on Twitter at Mark A Duck. Oklahoma versus seven inning games. That's the real rivalry. Yeah. How many, t- how many times have we talked about on the Diamond Envy podcast? Hey, who's OU's biggest softball rival? Who's going to be their rival in the SEC? Well, OU's rivalry against seven inning games uh, continues to be the biggest rivalry in the sport. Well done, Mark. I do not know if you listen to the Diamond Envy podcast, but if you do, that was my favorite t- tweet of the weekend. Um, I, I know Patty doesn't love a ton of run rules, but I bet she liked that one today. At least I sure did. Uh, by the way, you know, we were just talking about, really, I keep bringing up 14 nothing. That was the final score, of course. Alex Starocco was dominant, though. And as impressive as that 14 is in the final score, that zero is maybe even more impressive to me. Alex Starocco was just incredible today. And, and I hope, as crazy as, as it is to actually say out loud, I hope her per- performance isn't overshadowed by the offense putting up 14 runs today. I, I hope that's not the case because Straka was incredible. And, and how big of her to shut out UCLA, just shut them down. Did, was there even a runner in scoring position today? I think she only gave up three hits, um, five strikeouts on the day. Huge props. I mean, huge props to Straka 
because I can't say it enough. UCLA is still really good. They're, I mean, they're, they're an elite softball team. I know they didn't look like it today, but go look at the, the games that they played up to this point. UCLA's really good. They embarrassed Florida at the beginning of this tournament earlier in the week. But that performance by Starocco was out of this world. And what Rocco, or as Plank called her, by the way, uh, Storico, I, I think is what he said. <laughs> what she was able to do today was clutch against the number one ranked team. I say number one ranked team. If you're listening to this on Sunday... Yes, UCLA is technically still the number one team. But if you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday, well, UCLA is not going to have a number one next to their name. Probably going to be a number two, maybe a number three. Oklahoma is going to be the team with the number one back in front of them. It's about to change. I mean, every single Sooner who stepped up to the plate today had a hit. How insane is that? That's hard to do regardless of the opponent that you play. And how many no-doubter home run shots did we have today? A few, right? But back to Starocko, she deserves a ton of credit. She was just absolute nails. And honestly, maybe that's the biggest and best start of her career. To do that, to completely shut down the number one team in the country like that, that's, that's huge for her. Huge for her. Happy for her. And I think it's very big for this team uh, moving forward. By the way, um, let's have a little bit of a conversation about one particular player. Yeah, yeah, Jocelyn Erickson. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Yeah, you're thinking of Jocelyn Erickson too. Let's have that conversation. Like, if college softball didn't have enough to worry about today, especially after that 14 nothing win, you know, like, Jocelyn Allo finally leaves the sport, or at least the collegiate side. The greatest college softball hitter of all time is finally out the door. All the damage, it was finally over. No one has to face her ever again. And then a freshman comes in with her same name and emerges as one of the best hitters in the most stacked lineup in the country. She had, like, I think it was after the Friday games. She had five home runs in her first 19 at-bats as a true freshman. Are you kidding me? How can you not be excited about Jocelyn Erickson? Like, we didn't project her as a starter, but she's, she's not making a strong case. She's demanding that she be in the lineup right now. And she's demanding that with what she's doing with the bats, by the way. She was one of those that that had a hit today against UCLA. She is crushing the ball. I love that natural power to the opposite field. That home run that she hit on Friday, that oppo bomb that she hit, um, that looked natural, didn't it? Some of you that know what a good swing looks like, Jocelyn Erickson, that's a natural swing. That's natural power to the opposite way. I just, I'm just excited about <laughs> what I saw this weekend. Excited, yes. Surprised. I mean, as surprised as I am about a 14 nothing win, should we really be all that surprised? Like, should that really be the case? We've seen greatness before consistently from this program. So when they go 5-0 and in the Mary Nutter like that, should we really be surprised? I don't know. Maybe you are. Maybe we shouldn't be, but it's just it's just consistent greatness this program like it just and I've said it several times last year just when you think you've seen something from this program that ooh, that's going to be tough to beat they just have a knack of outdoing themselves it's it's just amazing UCLA does not get beat like that UCLA is one of the blue bloods the two best programs met today the two best teams the two best coaches and oh you just embarrassed them 
just absolutely embarrassed them. And I'll tell you another thing that really impressed me from this weekend is conditions weren't perfect, by the way. Maybe you're watching on Flow Softball. Maybe you were just listening to Plank like I was. But the conditions weren't perfect, especially on Saturday. It didn't matter. Like The conditions did not bother OU. 8 nothing against Cal State Fullerton in five wins. 8 nothing against A&M in five innings. 10-3 uh, against Utah. 10-1 to against Loyola Marymount. And then, of course, 14 nothing over UCLA in five innings. The weather was not great this weekend, which, by the way, nice call Tara Henry, D1 softball. She joined us uh, on Friday, and she's like, yeah, I think the weather's going to be pretty good. That went against, went against what we were hearing during the week. Tara was right. They got all five games in. That was awesome. But still, the weather was not great on Saturday. Didn't matter. OU still dominated. Wow. Just, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, the college softball, this, this was worst case scenario for the rest of college softball today. Oh, man, we thought the gap might be closing a little bit. Uh, sure didn't look like it. And again, this does not guarantee a national championship. This team still has to get a lot better. It's got to progress. It's got to peak at the right time. All of that. Because I promise you, UCLA will get better. And a lot of other teams across the sport will as well. Today was just the realization when this team is locked in, when they're ready to go, when they're playing at their best, you can't hang with them. There's not a team in America that can hang with this team when they're hitting on all cylinders. It's a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, can't wait Can't wait for uh, next week's episode. We'll talk more uh, about the uh, Mary Nutter Classic and what OU did, and, of course, the OU tournament coming up as well. How about a home game on Friday, huh? A home game on Friday and an ESPN Plus game. Let's go. Kentucky, uh, you'll play a couple games against the Wildcats coming up this weekend. But we finally have games on ESPN+. And I know I speak for everyone uh, on this one, especially those of you who paid the uh, outrageous fee for Flow Softball. Though, honestly, it doesn't seem like an outrageous fee now after what OU did. But to get to see it on ESPN+, is it, it's, it's going to be welcomed. Uh, that's for sure. By the way, that Baylor loss seems like a distant memory, doesn't it? I know it only happened like a week ago, but, man, seems like it's been a while since OU lost to Baylor. No one's panicking or freaking out uh, about that one anymore, huh? <sighs> what a fun weekend. What a fun weekend, a great weekend, and all right. All right. You, you showed who you are. You showed who you can be consistently. Let's see you back it up next weekend at home against Norman because, you know, four sold-out crowds will welcome you to uh, Marita Hines Field. That's that's the process. That's the goal is stack consistent elite performances. That's what this team is chasing. This team is it's chasing a national title, but it's almost chasing something greater than that, which is perfection. It's what it feels like. Um, it's chasing perfection. It's chasing just elite performances like we saw today consistently throughout the year. And that's the scary thing is this team's just going to get better as the season goes on with so many freshmen like Jocelyn Erickson. So many newcomers like Starocco and Haley Lee, who's just killing the ball, and, and so many others. This team's going to gel even more, and it's just going to get better and better as the season goes on. Uh, reminder, Cavens Construction is the title sponsor for this podcast. Uh, mold removal, anything going on with your home or your office buildings, or um, any emergency repairs as well. Say it all the time, but, uh, well, I say a couple of things all the time. One, Cavens Construction. Five-tool player, just like T.R.A. Jennings, who had a great weekend. Um, but I hope you don't have an emergency repair. But if you do, 405-573-3048. Give Cavens Construction a call. 
All right, that'll do it for this week. This weekend, I should say. We'll catch you again next week. Hope you enjoyed. What a weekend for the Sooners. Wow. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. This is the Diamond Envy Podcast. We'll talk to you in a few days.